0: Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker.
1: COVID-19 has affected many of the ways that we do things, the way we work, the way we interact with people, even our entertainment. So let's talk about some of the requirements that may have changed in your life. For your insurance. We're going to talk with, with Mike McCartan. He's with Joseph W. McCartan Insurance, and we're going to discuss all those things you need to know about insurance and what the pandemic has done to people. Now, one of the things, hi, Mike, welcome to Of Consuming Interest.
0: Thank you for now, having me. Good to be one back. One
1: of the things that has interested me <clears throat> is the fact that so many people are working from home now, And while this may have been a temporary situation for some, I suspect for others that it will actually continue to be a work from home situation. Is that the feeling that you have? And does that change what people ought to think about their home insurance?
0: Uh, You know, I think it's still playing out. I think there's, there's certainly a group of people that would like to stay home uh I, I think that depending on the business you're all in and, and how you can measure production is going to have a lot to do with whether people stay home or need to come back but there certainly are some things to consider when you're when you're working from home uh some of it is for your employer to consider and some of it is for you to consider but you should consider you know the electronics you brought home you know how are they covered Ah, uh, your employer needs to consider about you know where where your worker's compensation is it needs if that needs to be adjusted. And then I think it, as a way for people to save some money on insurance, you can make an adjustment probably in your personal auto. A, a personal auto because you're not driving as much. Would that be why? Correct. you're not you're you're not certainly when this pandemic started uh, a year ago, people weren't driving much or at all. Uh, I, I think people, if you, I think the traffic patterns have changed. I think people are back out driving again, but maybe at different times, certainly the weekend traffic is, 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 is back to normal or beyond. And, and I notice a big uptick in traffic in the middle of the day. So maybe people are starting work a little earlier, running errands in the middle of the day and headed back to their home
1: office. Let's talk about auto insurance. Okay. So you're driving less. What does that mean in terms of your insurance? Is it, are you going to be able to get a lower rate? Is, is your part of your mileage, your use, your value, the cost of your insurance, is part of that predicated on how much you drive? Yes.
0: So so, so a couple of the rating factors are the number of miles you drive in a year. And then another big factor is whether you drive to and from work, drive for work, as a, like as a salesperson. Or just strictly use your vehicle for pleasure purposes. So if you've if you've eliminated driving to and from work or minimized your mileages, that could have an effect on on the rate you pay.
1: So what then? What the people should do is contact their insurance agent or the company, and uh, if they have an agent, to go through the agent to get the changes made. Would that be the advice you would give them? Correct. Contact your independent agent and have a discussion about how your circumstances or situation has changed. Okay. Because, yeah, I know. I mean, we all, our behavior patterns have been so different the last year. Now, what that, as you indicated, what that means in terms of going forward, it's still working itself out. So, but as the as the process continues, people should get in touch with their insurance agent to discuss this. Now, the one thing that interested me a lot is people, if they're working from home, and they have to have a meeting at their home, and they have a business, and and of course, they're doing this with social distancing and so on. If they have to have a meeting at their home, what is their insurance issues there? Because that's very different from having meeting with someone at your office.
0: Well, I I think you sort of you have to separate it from somebody running a business at from their house, as opposed to somebody, you know, being sent home due to COVID to work from their house. So their homeowners, all homeowners includes personal liability coverage. So if you were to have a meeting with an outside sales rep or a a client at your house, that, that would certainly be covered. If if a slip and fall type of claim, something like that, if somebody got hurt
2: while Mm -hmm. they were
0: on your property for a meeting, so if you're running a business from your
1: house, then that's a whole different animal, and you would need different coverage. Okay, so it really needs to be that person was probably running a business from their home to begin with, but maybe not. So they need to be certain that that type of insurance covers what they're doing, because as you said, that's two different animals, really, in terms of insurance.
0: And I would say uh, insurance companies have been very flexible with the change in environment in terms of people going home, uh, people working from home. Uh, so, so they, they under, I mean, they they have a, a, an understanding. They're not trying to make life difficult or any more difficult for for people. But as you know, as as we start to come out the. The back end of this, uh, you know, that that attitude will change, and we'll go back to where we were. That you know, there's certain coverages you need to have if you're if you own and run a business from a home as opposed to somebody just having an office in the house.
1: Yeah, that is a very different animal. That's a different animal too, as far as your taxes are concerned and everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that you it really pays to have a discussion and first off and sit down and figure out what you're doing. Is this a permanent thing that you're doing to be running a business from your home? I suspect that uh, some people will be giving up rental space to work from home just because of the expense. But I mean, there's a lot of office buildings that are empty right now, and we uh, hopefully those will will help will fill up soon. Um, okay, so we've got the what other aspects of insurance. Should someone consider um, because of the pandemic? Are there other things? Now you mentioned if you're working in one state and employed in another. In other words, if you live in one state and you're employed in another, uh, that makes a difference where your worker's comp is paid. Is that what I understand? Well, yes, you to so we've say? seen
0: we've seen. Uh, I, I think one of the if there's anything positive coming out of the this COVID is is employers have opened up their mind to hiring. They've discovered people can work from home successfully. And they've opened up their mind to having people work remotely. So they're hiring. I I mean, I've, I've added Arizona, Colorado, Oregon, we have we have clients now that have added employees that will stay in those states. Those are just a few as permanent employees. So as the employer, you need to have coverage, specific coverage to each state you're in. So if you're a, a Maryland employer, you know, obviously you're going to have payroll in Maryland, but you also need to list on your policy or your policy needs to identify those locations or States where you have employees that are employed full time in different States.
1: So there's really two, two ways of looking at insurance from COVID. There's your personal insurance, and then there's your insurance as a business. And yes. that that's a whole different animal, as you indicated. Um, that's a, we're going to, come back and talk about some of the other changes, but let's just take a brief pause here to let our uh, listeners know that they're tuned into Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Mike McCartan. He's with Joseph W. McCartan Insurance, and we're talking about the way the pandemic has affected us in terms of our insurance, where we work, how we drive. But you know, one of the other things um, that's interesting and that people are doing, and And this is, there. a lot of people have been home for a long time looking at their houses and they're probably like me thinking, oh boy, I wanna do this. I wanna do that to my house. And consequently, this is gonna mean that they're gonna be bringing in contractors and doing stuff, I'm assuming as the summer progresses. It certainly seems to be, um, for me, that's what I wanna do. So what do we need to know as homeowners in terms of insurance and having people come to work for us?
0: Well, I, I think there's a couple things to consider. First, on the front end, if you're going to hire somebody to come do work at your house, you want to make sure that they have the proper coverages, and you can ask for proof of coverage, a certificate of insurance that should provide, should show that they have liability insurance and workers' compensation coverage. Uh, I think the next thing, if you're going to do some pretty substantial uh, changes or uh, improvements, is, is be clear on who's responsible for 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 the for the new addition the, the refurbished basement or the addition off the back or a second floor so you know is the contractor going to be responsible for the for the uh for, for the property coverage until the work to, is done or are you going to be responsible so in other
1: words, this would change your insurance, your homeowner's insurance. If you're having an addition done to your house, it's going to increase the value of your house. So Ultimately, your insurance is going to be greater. But who's insuring the work that's going on before its completion? That's a great question, you know, because, I mean, there was a house here not too long ago that had some severe damage because work. Uh, workers had left uh, linseed soaked oils in an enclosed area and it burned. And so consequently, this was related back to what had been was being done in the house. So the issue there becomes who pays for the damage and that could happen in a in an incomplete space as well.
0: Yeah, well, yes. and so I mean your homeowners, I mean, generally homeowners is going to be your first party coverage but is there enough of it have you told the company that you're putting i mean you know if you're just having the floors redone that's you know you don't you don't need to make changes to to a policy for for something like that Uh, but you would want your homeowners to pay for that damage let the insurance company pursue the flooring contractor through their general liability policy for the 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 you know the cost of those damages but you can there's a couple ways you can get you can get a builder's risk which provides for new constructions or renovations the builder can buy it you can buy it you could keep your homeowners and let your your agent your independent agent know we're about to make make repairs do i need to make an adjustment in the reconstruction cost so there's there's this doesn't have to be painful it's just a matter of thinking ahead and
1: making a few phone calls Covering all the bases and making yes. sure you understand what's current and what needs to be done in the future. Yeah, that's that's excellent advice, because I think a lot of people are. I mean, we've been staying at home looking at the, the walls and thinking, oh, yeah, I want to make this change. I want to make that change. So do some planning as you're making those those changes. And I do <laughs> think the ins- the point that you made about insurance and whether or not the people doing the work has insurance on their employees. And you should really be able to ask for the documents to see the insurance coverage, right? Take down insurance. the information. Contact. I would say contact the insurance company to make sure they've got coverage. Will an insurance company tell you that?
0: Well, a, your your agent will. We would we would provide a certificate of insurance. Okay, so, so that makes would, sense. Yeah, we, we would we would you know somebody would call the, the, the uh, typically the client the our client would call up and say, could you provide. Uh, a certificate of insurance for sure. Mm-hmm. We would send you a certificate, to, you know, via email or mail it, but we would provide you coverage. Uh, you could certainly call me and ask any questions about that, or you could call if, if you have an indep- independent agent that's familiar with commercial insurance, they mm-hmm. would guide you through it. Yeah. We, we would Either way, we can help.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's so important because we've heard stories from people with things that happen when they've had people in working in their house and you want to make sure that you're covered. Well, let's just change. Let's change directions here a little bit. Um, I suspect that over the summer, a lot of people are going to be saying, OK, I've had my vaccines. All my friends have been vaccinated. Maybe the rules, and the restrictions are limited a little bit. I'm going to have a party. Now, I know that in the past, you and I've talked about party insur- insurance for the host and hostess. What is the responsibilities and what do you need to look out for? Because this can be a serious situation when you're hosting a party and you're having all these people in your house. Is there anything you need to consider or is that normal homeowner's insurance going to cover it?
0: The host liquor liability is is included in the
1: homeowners. Now, explain what that means.
0: Well, if 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 you were in a state that allowed a host to be sued because somebody uh, had a little bit too much to drink at your house, your homeowners policy would provide uh, defense for you. You know, I a state see. like Maryland, the host can't be sued in Maryland, so it's not really an issue. But in 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 the in the district, it could be an issue. I don't believe it's an issue in Virginia. But mm-hmm. what, what you're ultimately looking for is to be defended if somebody accuses you of. Uh, Providing a little too much to drink to your guests,
1: so and then they have an accident on the way home and somebody's going to sue somebody. So in Maryland, the, there is no host uh, liability.
0: Well, it's it's part of your policy, but it, it it's not you can't sue the it's a
1: it's you
0: can't sue the host in Maryland.
1: Okay, but you can in the district. So you need yes. to be. Yeah, figure out where you're having your party, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now the other the other thing that I think that people often don't do is people who have rental apartments, they know that the building is probably covered, but their belongings are not covered, are they, by the insurance of the building?
0: That, that, that is correct. And and I think you and I have discussed this before. This is uh, pretty inexpensive insurance. I would tell you that if you bundled it with your auto insurance, the discount it adds to your auto basically pays for a, we would call it a renter's policy, but it, it's a homeowner's, ins- it's homeowner's insurance without coverage for a building. So it's going to
1: provide coverage for your personal property and personal liability. Okay, because it's the same thing with apply in an apartment. If you don't have any insurance and someone comes in and and they want to sue you, they might be able to do that depending on where you live. Uh, well suppose they slip and fall
0: correct you want they, that's what you you should it provides the same personal liability as a homeowner's so yes oh, if you had a slip and fall somebody coming you know there was water on the kitchen floor and they slipped and hurt themselves that's where you're going to be protected
1: yeah and and I know that we you've discussed it before that it is very inexpensive um okay well let's just take a brief pause here to let people know they're tuned in to of consuming interest I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is is Mike McCartan. He's with Joseph W. McCartan Insurance. And we're talking about changing insurance requirements. And actually, it's probably a good idea for anyone to sit down annually and go over their insurance. Whatever their insurance is, their life insurance, their homeowners, their car insurance, they could maybe save some money doing that, but also maybe they save themselves some grief grief in the long run. Now, let's go back to the car insurance. That can be a rather hefty uh, payout, if you, depending on your driving history and all other things. But what are the things that people need to consider uh, to make themselves more insurable with their car? Well,
0: safe driving is number one uh you know avoid tickets and accidents or at least at fault accidents you can't control other drivers uh you know the, the 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 biggest issue i think we have right now is distracted driving so i would tell you to put down your phone put you know quit the texting quit with the, quit the uh the cell phone used uh it's going to make it a, a lot less likely that you'll be involved in an accident so you know being a be avoiding defensive driving stay off the cell phone and you know and and that's going to put you in the best position to to get more competitive insurance
1: are we seeing are we going to see reductions in insurance as cars have more safety devices and more driver assistance of uh on the vehicles is that going to make a difference in insurance or is it too early to tell
0: I think it's going to help, but I think it's, so it's sort of, so I I think it reduces the frequency of accidents, but I think the severity is, it goes up because these cars are a lot more expensive to fix. You've got all these electronics and computers and backup cameras and sensors. So while the frequency,
1: it'll help reduce frequency. I think it's, it costs a lot more money to fix a car. That's an interesting point. I hadn't even thought about that. You're absolutely right. There's so much intricate uh, gadgets on in the car that that but, are making it able to kind of drive itself in a way. So, and that and is cars are lighter. They're built, you
0: know, the, with these with the CAFE standards, the fuel mileage standards, they they, they, they the cars are a lot lighter so it's just easier to damage them. So mm-hmm. the, the damage is more severe.
1: Yeah. And across so you the need board. All right. So then when when a person is purchasing a vehicle, um, does it make any difference w- whether or not it has those devices on it? I mean, it does in terms of their safety, but it, so it may make a difference in terms of the insurance cost of the car. Will the insurance go? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not asking that correctly. Will the insurance on the vehicle be greater on a vehicle that has all the gadgets?
0: No, the, the, there are discounts for airbags, the number of airbags, anti-lock brakes, alarms. So there, there there, are discounts applied to, to policy for having not all safety devices, but most.
1: Yeah. Okay. Now, what other thing, we only have a few minutes here. What are some of the other, some other advice you might give to consumers in terms of insurance and taking a look at, at what they have and what they should have?
0: Well, I think you hit the, the, I think the most important thing you hit on was to do a review with your agent every year or two. Figure out what you have, see if you're missing anything. I would say in this last year of a lot of uh, do it yourself projects, I would call your agent and see if you've, uh, and do a redo the reconstruction estimator on your house to see if that has changed. Some policies have clauses in them that if you've done improvements beyond a certain amount, you need to, Notify the, the the company. So I think a lot of people have done work to their house. So have a quick phone call, and just and and go over things.
1: Yeah, and a, and that's where you really need to have a good relationship with someone to to get answers to questions, critical questions that really meet, make a difference in the long run. Because you don't want to find your insurance not being adequate or that you've actually violated some part of the policy um, by some of the things you've done any other thoughts on um, on where we are and what we need to do
0: well, I, I think i would go back to i think the, the 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 biggest thing one of the biggest things driving up the cost of auto insurance is distracted driving so if oh, we all yeah. our, if we all do our part there uh that would be very helpful and it certainly makes uh saves lives and and helps reduce the premium
1: well, of course, it's against the law to drive while texting or to hold a cell phone. I guess you can use like Bluetooth in your your vehicle uh, and use your cell phone. And that's a hands-free kind of communication. But uh, you're absolutely right. I see people all the time doing crazy things. And you you go up beside them and there they are. They've got a phone in their hand. And that's just nuts. I mean, there's nothing how- that can't wait.
0: I've seen it on the beltway. They're driving around the beltway at 65 miles an hour texting away.
1: That is, that is totally irresponsible and it can cost lives. That's really, really serious. Well, I think that that we've certainly given people some things to think about in terms of insurance, um, the The bigger thing with us, I think, as you mentioned, is sit down with somebody and talk about it and see what the heck you've got and what you might need. You don't want to over insure, but neither do you want to under insure. So, it's an important uh, important aspect of what you're doing and your financial planning really is what what that should be. Is there any other aspect of insurance that we've missed? We got a couple of minutes.
0: Well, I I think that uh, COVID has made people think about life insurance. I think that there's uh, a lot of people that think life insurance is too expensive, especially younger people. So you know, I think if you're if you if you're younger and 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 you have children or other responsibilities, I, I would look at your life insurance. Life insurance, it, it term life insurance, is very very inexpensive. Yeah. So right. it, it it's not something that you want to go without, especially if you have people you're responsible for, and it's inexpensive.
1: Yeah, because term means that it's only for a period of time, it doesn't have residual benefits beyond the life of the policy, it just means you're insuring yourself. And that's typically when people have younger children, and those you're going to cover the years where you need to educate them and to be there for them. And if you uh, if something should happen to you, then it will take care of the family. Yeah, that, that's a good point, Mike. I've, I've always heard that term insurance is really the thing that people should look to. Well, you've given us a great block to think about. Um, do you have a website that people can go to, to get any of this consumer information? Absolutely. It's McCartan, dot Okay. Well, thanks, Mike. It's been a treat uh, talking to you. I've learned a lot myself. So, um, and that's always a good thing. I can use a lot of learning. So people, we thank you for joining us. My guest has been Mike McCartan. He's with Joseph W. McCartan Insurance We've been talking about how insurance requirements may have changed because of the pandemic and the way you live, because we've many of us have changed, made major changes in the way we live. But we thank you for joining us. You've been listening to Consuming Interest right here on the Federal News Network, and you can reach me at Shirley at callforaction.org. Thank you for joining us.